0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Hey, there she is. It's time,
2: sister. I know.
1: Okay. We got to sit that Come
0: on. I know. Hey, before
2: you do anything, I need to check my
0: name. <laughs> 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 you ready? and i just
1: You ready?
2: Yeah. All righty, let's stand together, take us a song book out and turn to 495, 495. Brethren, we have met to worship, amen.
1: 495. Brethren, we have met to worship at the Lord, the Lord our God, will you pray?
2: We have come to meet with the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, Amen. And we want His presence to be felt here. We want the Spirit of God to have liberty to work in the message and through the song singing, through everything that's done. We want to feel the presence of God. There's a lot of times people go in a church house and they just don't even feel God's presence. And you know why? It's because they don't expect God to show up. Amen. I, you know, I, I wonder sometimes. <clears throat> I heard somebody say this years ago, but. I wonder how many preachers get behind the pulpit and preach without expecting God to move. You know, if you, you know it's just like we were talking in Sunday school. Jonathan, he was going up in, 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 into a strategic military position, but he went because he wanted to see if God would move. He wanted to see if God would do something. He went out on his own to, seek, to see if God would do something to, uh, to aid Israel. And, and you know what? God wants to do something to bless and help his people. And uh, oftentimes we come expecting God to show up, Amen. But you know, again, He He moves when He moves by our faith. Our faith is what moves the Lord. We ought to come believing and expecting to meet with Him. I hope that's what you've done this morning, Amen. Mm-hmm. Are there prayer requests? Anybody got any prayer requests this morning? Yes, Deborah. South Carolina. We've had rain again. My goodness. All right. Well, God knows right who that is. And God knows exactly the need somebody else, yes, Bre mm-hmm. yes we're gonna let we're gonna lift the whole family up in prayer and and ask God to give them comfort and help we you know one great thing about it they knew she was headed for heaven, and it sure makes it it sure makes it all the world it's never easy, especially when you're losing a parent and uh it's it you know i I was telling Donnie, you know it. When I lost my dad, somebody told me said, you know, at first you're gonna think about him constantly and then and then you'll think about him every day. And then you'll think about him every other day and then you'll think about him once a week. And then maybe it won't be but once a month. And then once and then and then it'll get to be worse once in a while. But when you do think about him you'll smile when you think about him. You know, you won't think about the hurt they went through. And it is time, just takes takes time, but we're gonna pray that God blesses them and, and helps them through that.
0: Uh, anybody else? in room. Well, that's good. It's the way to resolve that. come back and see if they're going to do radiation or
2: not. Okay. Your niece? No, my No, I
0: know.
2: I'm
0: asking about her. She's uh, doing that 30% better her
2: what you do. Amen. All right. Okay, okay, you. All right. Amen. Yes. Miss
0: Charlotte. Hi,
2: yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We sure will. Y'all please remember again in prayer Jared Jackson. I've mentioned him a number of times. Uh, he used to he used to be a kid. He went to my church and know his family. I, I pastored them for, for years and years over in Paris. And He's about 25. He's over in Plano Hospital and there he can't swallow. And they're having to basically give him IV fluids and things of that nature. And I don't know if he's able to swallow liquid or not. But he chokes when he tries to swallow; it won't go down. So they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. They've stretched it and stretched it, but it won't. It keeps going back. So pray for them. He's a good kid. He loves the Lord, and it's just it's a tough situation. Um, please, again, I lift up. my sister in prayer. Um, Things ain't no no different as far as I know, and hopefully tomorrow I'm going to make a visit to Arkansas. Please pray for me and my brothers who travel up there tomorrow, and pray for my sister as well. This is my youngest sister, not not mom's daughter, but it's my dad's daughter. So it's my half-sister. Um, trying to think. I know there are other things, and God knows what they are. I can't sit here and think about them. I don't have time, so, but God knows what they all are. Any others this morning? Remember Scott in prayer. I don't ever want to remember, forget him. Um Miss Neil, she's had her she didn't get her shot, so we pray we pray and that works out and hopefully you can get to take that pretty soon. And then Miss Joanne, you all right this morning?
1: I'm doing pretty good. My
0: shot my knee seems to be working.
2: All right. Brother Dan, you and Miss Anya, y'all need prayer this morning? Y'all doing pretty good? Well, we'll praise God for that. Amen. All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Let's ask God to to meet with us and and to uh, bless us, and, and let's feel his presence. Robert, lead us in prayer. Amen. You can be seated. Yeah, praise the Lord. Turn over to number 542. Number 542. We're going to sing, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more.
2: Amen. And that's what I need. I just need just more grace every day. Just keep on trusting him a little bit more every day. Seventy-five. Amen. In the sweet by and by. Praise God. I'm looking forward to that. Amen.
1: We shall meet on that beautiful shore, we shall sing on that beautiful shore, the melodious songs of the blessed, and our spirit shall sorrow no more, not a sigh for the blessing of rest. In the sweet. sweet by and by, We shall meet on that beautiful shore to our bountiful Father of God. We will offer the tribute of praise for the glorious gift of his love and the blessings that hallow our days. In the sweet by and by
2: we shall be on that beautiful shore in the sleep
1: by and by we shall be
2: on that beautiful shore. Amen. Before we sang the last song I I I want I mentioned it in Sunday school and I didn't mention it during prayer time, but I should have. Um again I, I mentioned this morning. Israel is at war, and uh, if you've not been watching the news, you wouldn't probably know that, but, uh, and I didn't even mention the real issue, how come Israel is at war? It's because Joe Biden gave $5 billion that Obama was originally going to give to the Iranians that we blocked. Well, now he has okayed this $5 billion to the Iranians, and they sent all that money to Hamas to bomb Israel, so
1: we we as
2: America essentially funded what's going on in Israel right now, and that breaks my heart to think that our money is paying for them to be attacked, and uh, and that's that's what's happening. But um, our president has has come out and is saying we he, that they have our full support now that they have our fact paid for by us, I guess. But anyway, uh, we need to pray for Israel again under the cover of, of darkness. They they came in and on the coast off ships and, and came in to uh, to Israel. They came in from the northern uh, border and came came. I mean, all this is all this fighting is going on within Israel's land, the land that's occupied territory, the Gaza Strip. I mean, that's being shot at, and then other parts of Israel are being shot at. All the fighting's going on inside the country. But they said Benjamin Netanyahu. He said, "Make no mistake about it, we are at war. So we really need to pray for Israel. Uh, you know, again, there ain't gonna be no real peace over there until Christ comes back. But but we can pray for the bloodshed to stop. And I mentioned earlier this morning, I don't know how that third temple is gonna be built, but I don't I don't doubt that this conflict is gonna have something to do with it. So we just need to pray because Christ is coming soon. All these things are not happening for." Just for coincidental reasons. It's happening because God is setting the stage for the tribulation and for the second coming of Christ. He's setting the stage for the church being gone first. So anyway, let's go we're gonna sing another song, but I wanted to mention that, but before we do, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer and I want us to pray for Israel. Let's do that. Father, Father in heaven, Lord, we know that we know that Lord Israel is your love and Lord we know that that she is your your people and Father we know that we're your people as well. Because of what Christ has done, but Father, we pray for the, the land of Israel. We pray for the people of Israel. Lord, we lift them up today in prayer, and Lord, we pray, Father, that you would uh, vindicate Israel. Father, we know that the enemies of God have come against them. Lord, uh, these people in Hamas, these these Palestinian people, Lord, they've come against uh, they come against them in, in anger and aggression, and, and uh, they've kidnapped and, and done all kinds of things to people and and uh, and killed people, and Father, we just ask you, please, to defend your your people, defend that nation, Lord, and turn them people back, Father, we pray, Lord, that, that that you'll stop the killing and the bloodshed, Father, we pray, Lord, for the nation of Israel this morning, we ask you, please, put your hand upon her, and Lord, bless us this morning as we meet around your word, and we thank you now in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's sing one more. Number 78, when we all get to heaven, praise God, and we washed in the blood, we're going. Amen. That's the only way you're going to get there.
1: Take the wondrous love of Jesus. Take his mercy and his praise. In the mansion, bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus will sing and shout the victory while we walk. we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us be true and faithful. all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory.
2: about this morning.
1: Use and need, grace and sorrow met sin's greatest. Jesus paid the price.
2: Turn to First Corinthians chapter fifteen. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. <clears throat> See, one thing I miss about when I went down to Chad Long's, I, they can always catch me off guard. This every time I do it, but I'll call out the text, and they all go, "Woo!" I said, Why in the world would they do that? Well, the preacher told him one time, said, "Y'all cheer at a ball game, but you don't cheer for the Word of God. Something's wrong with you." So now. When they call out the scripture, they all go, "Woo, <laughs> amen. I think there's something good about that. I like the whole thing, stand up when a preacher stands up and shouting at the word of God, amen, praise God. Anyway, let's get into the Bible this morning. Uh, I look forward to this morning. I look forward to preaching on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the third Sunday in a row. We've preached on it, amen. That's okay. I can preach on it every Sunday and wouldn't get tired of it because if it weren't for the resurrection, wouldn't none of us have no point in being here. Amen. That's the whole reason we're here is because he lives. Amen. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Amen. I'm like. i going to go with the last one too. And then one day, I'll cross the river. I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then his death gives way to victory. I'll see the lights of glory. Oh, no, he lives. Hallelujah. And there to getting there right there. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 35 through 49 this morning. Amen. We're going to go ahead and just pray and get right into it. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you so much. I'm thankful that you saved me by your grace. Washed me in the precious blood of Jesus and made me a saint, a child of God. Lord, what a remarkable, wonderful, magnificent thing that transpired in my life so many years ago. And, Lord, it's just been getting better day by day. And, Lord, I look forward to seeing you. Lord, this morning as we come to the Word of God, I pray this morning that you'll put your hand upon me, Lord, that you'll that you'll reach down, Lord, and you'll just bless this message. Lord, may it magnify Jesus. Lord, may it make clear and perfect sense to us. and May we see the resurrection clearer than perhaps we've ever seen it before. Lord, I just pray this morning we just take it out and look at it this morning. Lord, we're just going to admire you. We're just going to admire your handiwork today. And we're going to give you glory for what you've done and what you're doing and what you will do. And I thank you, Lord, that you love us so much with such a tender love. And, Lord, that you're merciful to us and you're patient with us and you're compassionate toward us. So thankful. And just want to give you glory and praise this morning. Lord, I ask for your hand to be upon me. I ask for, Lord, for you to empower my my words. Lord, I'm nothing, and you're everything. And, Lord, I ask that you do this through me and use me for your glory. Lord, I just want to be your vessel this morning. Use me and magnify Christ through me, and we'll give you praise for it. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15 this morning, beginning in verse 35. Paul touches back upon something that he said earlier. He said, But some man will say, How are the dead raised up? Earlier in this passage he talked about there were some among you that said that the dead rise not. Okay? So I think he's kind of touching back upon that a little bit, uh, where he's where he's saying that. But he's I'm again I'm, I'm we're not really gonna we're not going really gonna reveal powerful to you this morning, these are things you already know. But, you know, again, there's a reason why people go through photo albums. They think back on good things. They remember good times. They remember good things. Well, that's why we're, we're, going, we're taking our time and going through this, because this is one of the best things you'll ever look at. This is one of the best things you'll ever think on, is that Jesus Christ not only died for your sins, but he did his stay dead, praise God. No, he did what was what was required. He did what was necessary, and the father said, "Good job, my son. It's time to get up." Amen. Praise God. He rose from the grave. The Bible says, but some man will say, "How are the dead raised up, and with what body do they come?" You know, there's a lot of people don't know a whole lot about what's going to happen when we come up out of the grave, and that's why this kind of preaching is necessary. I, I realize, you know, I was talking to a, was talking to. A, My my friend, brother Chad, from down there, brother Chad, along, we talk. We talk nearly two, three times a week. Uh, I'm probably his closest friend, and he's probably one of my closest. And uh, we talk about a lot of things. And and he was telling me about some guy had come and followed him home after church. This guy had been missing, and, and and he he said, you know, and I, or maybe that's what I think that's what happened. He worked he worked Wednesday, and it was Wednesday night, and this guy followed him home and over to the house and he said, and, and I ate sandwich at church sitting there TV was running. And he said, and, I, and, he said, and I, I kept myself falling asleep, you know, and this guy's still sitting there. And I, and I kind of come to him and said, well, you know, maybe he needs me to witness to him. Maybe that's why he ain't left yet, because I don't know him very well. He said, and I tried to witness to him. And, and he said, and that didn't go very well. And Anyway, and he was frustrated. And I said, Chad, sometimes we need to remember so he was trying to talk to this guy, and this guy was missing a lot of things he was saying. I said, Chad, a lot of times we need to remember that sometimes people don't know everything we know. People ain't studied everything we studied. People We take for granted sometimes other people already know what we all these things that we've studied over the years. They've got that in their hearts and heads, too. But a lot of times, maybe they haven't, and they need to. So we've got to slow down and, and really analyze things and look at things in detail so people get the details, too, because you want them just like I want them. Amen. So when he says here, how are the dead raised up? Well, that's an important question. And with what body do they come up out of the grave with? Because, you know, if you think about it, we bury somebody. That body ain't going to get no better once we put it around. I mean, I've read stories where they, they, they dug somebody up to move them to another place, and they opened the grave and, and, and what they saw. It's not, it's not pretty. That's not what's coming out of the grave. Praise God. That's not what's coming out. It won't look like Halloween on Resurrection Day. Praise God. Ezekiel thirty-seven three said, "He said unto me, Y'all remember this story? Son of man, can these bones live? Can these dry bones live? And I answered, Lord, Lord God, thou knowest. Amen. And I know there's been a lot of people when they when they bury their loved one, they stand there and they think about it. Are they, am I ever going to see my loved one again? But I'm going to tell you something. If they've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, oh, yes. Oh, yes, these dry bones are going to live. They're going to come out of that grave even more alive than they went in. Amen. Hey, listen, before they before they went in, praise God. And Paul goes on to say here in verse 36, and I think, boy, it's foul language he uses, but he says, thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. In order for us to truly live, we have to die. Amen? Before we, That tells me that what we're doing right now ain't really living. And that tells me what we're doing right now. Joel Osteen ain't right when he says your best life now. This ain't my best life now. You know what that tells me? Joel Osteen probably ain't going to heaven if he thinks he's going to live his best life now. Amen? Because my best life will be when I see Jesus. Amen? My best life will be an eternal life that never ends. But we've got to die first. We've got to go either. We got to either be translated, or go by the way of the grave. John twelve twenty four. Jesus said, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit." You take one little grain of corn, of corn, and you put it into the ground, and yet here comes a blade of of, of cornstalk, and then splits into more blades. And, come on own up, and then you get, you, you know, pass the long top, and the corn ears start coming out, and pretty soon you got ears of corn. Maybe you got two, two ears on one stalk. Maybe you got one, but even if you only got one ear on each stalk, think about how many grains of corn is on that one ear compared to what you put in the ground. you got a return on your investment. Amen? But it wouldn't have made what it made if you hadn't buried it and forgot about it. 37, he said in and that which thou sowest, again, we're talking about seed, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain. Again, what you're putting in the grain, uh, ground, it's, it's all come up looking just like what you put it when you put it in the ground. What you, again, when you sow that grain of corn, you're sowing a grain of corn, but what you're getting the a whole corn plant to come up from it. It don't look like a, a grain of corn don't pop up out of the ground. You're getting something different. It, it said, thou sowest not that body that shall be. So that grain there, that, that body there, that's not what's going to come out, what you put in. It's going to be different when it comes out. Amen? He said, "He said, or it may chance of wheat or some other grain, but God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him to ever seed his own body. And he, so there he's talking about seeds. seed When you put a seed in, it changes it to something else. But then he says in verse 39, he says, all flesh is not the same flesh. And we know this. Although medicine has tried to do stupid things like put pig hearts in humans and things of that nature. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they put a monkey brain in somebody. I don't know. Stupid things they try to do. They're trying to, trying to breed animals in humans and laboratories and all kinds of crazy stupid things that they're trying to do. But God tells us here, very plainly, that what scientists ain't figured out yet, that all flesh is not the same flesh. There's one kind of flesh of men and another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. All i got to do is eat and figure that out. Fish does not look like red meat. I'm sorry, but it don't. Not at all. When you take a bird, take a piece of chicken, a piece of chicken breast does not look like pork. They're different. They're all different. God made everything different. And he's saying so. they not the same. What you put into the grave is not what you're going to see when it comes out. It's not the same. Like the the flesh of animals is different. And then he goes on in verse forty and forty one. And he says there are also celestial bodies. We're talking about heavenly bodies and bodies terrestrial. That's the Earth. He said, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial. It's another. Now, I mean, now, I've been all over the United States. i all over. but I've been over a bunch of it, and man, there's some beautiful things to see. I mean, I've seen the Grand Canyon. How many of y'all have seen the Grand Canyon? All right. Anybody seen the Redwood Forest, California? Anybody? All right. I hadn't seen that. All right. But uh, listen, I, I, I've, I've been a, I've been up as far as Michigan. I've been down to South as far as as Mexico. I, you know, I've been out to uh, to Nevada. I've been. I've been all the way, almost. To the, well, I have been to the East Coast. I've been to Florida. I've been to a lot of places. It's beautiful. I've seen beautiful sights, and you know, to me, it ain't hey, much more beautiful than, than being in the Midwest and seeing just acres and acres of rolling corn. I think like that's one of the prettiest sights there is, seeing something like that. But again, as pretty as the things that I've seen down here, and I've seen waterfalls, and I've seen great canyons and mountains and all kinds of things. But again. That don't compare to me walking out dark at night in my yard and looking up at heaven. I sit out there. Boy, I tell you right now, this time of year is my favorite time of year to go outside. I sit at, my, at night, and my wife's like, I don't know why you want to sit in the yard all the time. Yeah. I like it, amen. I enjoy it because it's quiet and it's still. And I, I, I enjoy God's creation more at night than I do during the day curse. Again, sit so there quiet. Where we live, it's out in the middle of nowhere. You know, you hear them cows over in the pasture, and you hear coyotes out in the distance. But man, you look up, the sky's just on fire with stars. You don't see that when you live in town. Well, when you live out in the middle of nowhere, where ain't no light shining, it's just incredible. And God's telling us, you know, there ain't nothing on earth compares to what's above us. And so there's glory up there, and there's glory here, but it's different levels. It's different. It's, it's not the same. And, and he says, and there's one glory of the sun. You know, the sun the sun has so much glory, it, you can't even really look at it. it. It blinds you. You go looking at it too hard. And then he said, and there's another, there's another glory of the moon. I love to look at the moon. I don't know why I like to look at the moon, but I like to look at the moon. It's fascinating. I've been looking at it all my whole life. I think I eventually get tired looking at it, but I still find it fascinating that God put that light up in the sky. And and here's what most people tell you: the scientists will tell you that the moon is reflecting the sun's light. That's not true. You read in Genesis, you'll see that the moon gets its own light. Amen. That's what God's word. God's word's right. Science is not right. God's Word is right. That's why Paul refers to science, falsely so-called. They can tell you anything they want to tell you. And you can't dispute them because you can't prove them wrong. But I can tell you right now, i take God's Word every single time. But again, God uses it. He said, and one star differs from another star in glory. I mean, y'all know the north star is brighter than every star in the sky. Right? Okay? Uh, But, you know, and everybody always talks about the Big Dipper. Oh man, look at the great Big Dipper. Well, it is glorious. But then there's also another little, the Little Dipper. I don't know which. One, I don't know if it's the right one or not. But there's one called Pleiades or something like that, and it looks like a little tiny, like a teaspoon. And it's my favorite constellation in the sky. I always look for it. Uh, I don't know why, but I just like it's cool. But it, it's it's dimmer than the rest of them, and it doesn't have quite the same glory as the Big Dipper. But God's given us that because we know these things. We, we've looked at that. We understand these things. That, man, the Big difference is so much more glorious than these other little tiny things we can't see. And, and you know, the Milky Way, you know, people look at the Milky Way. Well, that stands out more than some of these distant stars or whatever, stars that are not as bright as others. But, uh, but God's saying they, they all differ in glory. And he says so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It's sown in corruption. <clears throat> we have to embalm a body. We have to do some things that are not pleasant in order to bury somebody. Somebody's cremated, we have to send them off to be cremated. That's not the, All of that's not pleasant to me. The thought of burying and getting somebody ready for burial is not pleasant to me. It's sown in corruption. Why are we doing it? It's because of sin, right? It's because they died because of sin. That sin caused their body to get weaker and weaker and weaker until they finally gave out. It had nothing to do with their spirit on the inside. It's their flesh, their rotten flesh of this world that was created out of the dust of the ground. And it just gets weaker and weaker and weaker until it can't go anymore. And so it is sown. We put it into the ground in corruption. That's why we're putting it there, because it's no good. It doesn't work anymore. It's failed. The Bible said it's raised in incorruption. So when it comes up out of that ground, there won't be anything wrong with it anymore. It ain't going to have any more faults. It ain't going to have any more problems.
1: There'll be no taint of sin in it anywhere. It cannot sin.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can go buy a brand-new car off the showroom floor look, beautiful, smells immaculate, but it may be a lemon. Am I right, Brother Dan? You might buy a lemon, couldn't you? And I don't care what you do, you're going to regret that one. But I can promise you this, the new vehicle you're going to get, you won't. Nobody's going to get a bad one. None of them were made on Friday afternoon. Amen. (laughs) They always tell you, don't buy a car made on a Friday, and don't buy one made on a Monday, because everybody's mad on Monday and everybody's ready to go on Friday. Amen. But praise God, these new bodies we're going to get. Hallelujah! They're going to be perfect. They're going to be right. They're raised in incorruption. Daniel twelve three. Listen to what it says. And they that be wise. What does that mean? They that be wise. Why? What is that referring to? Well, the Bible says they that be wise. What are they going to do? They shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. That's telling what what what's going to. Uh, what we're going to see when we look at these people he calls wise. The Bible says, and they that turn many to righteousness. So those who are wise are those who turn many to righteousness. Amen? So they're the people. those are the people who knew God. Those are the people who knew Christ. Those are the people who not only knew him, but told others about him and witnessed of their faith and shared it with other people and didn't just sit on it and, and, and say, my four and no more, and that's, that's all I care about. It was people who actually had a heart like Jesus who was not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Those people, the Bible says, will shine as the brightness of the firmament. You know, the earth shines because the, earth, the sun shines on it. It, it, but, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the firmament. The Bible says there's a firmament. firmament around the earth. You ever look up sometimes at night? At the moon when it's overhead, it's full? And you see a big old ring around it? You ever seen? You know why there's a ring around the moon? Because there's a firmament above. Amen? There's a, there's a firmament over the earth. Amen And when you look up at the sky, with lights and everything that's lit up, listen that's the brightness of the firmament. that's what God's talking about. It's when you go out, when you go outside and you look up in the sky where God has the, God create by the way God cre- God created everything if you if you go back and read the Genesis account of creation, you will find out that God didn't talk about Mars and Venus and Neptune and Uranus and Pluto and, and all those. God didn't talk about none of that. God talked about the earth. He made the earth, and he made the moon for the earth, and the sun for the earth, and the stars and everything for the earth. The earth is the center of everything God made. All this other stuff, people try people talk about to try to keep our minds off of God and his close personal relationship with the people he made here on earth. But the Bible is talking about this shine. He's talking about, He's talking about uh, the, again, the reflection uh, that we, we look up and see the brightness of the sun shining and everything. That's the way we're going to shine based on our, our service to the Lord when we get to heaven. God's given us a description of what heaven is going to be like when we're resurrected. Are our, our, these bodies that we have, that we'll have then, they're going to beam with brightness because of our relationship that we had with God while we were here? And I believe based on that that some of these resurrection bodies are going to shine brighter than others can swear to that, can't guarantee you that, but I sure seem to get that out of the scripture. They that turn many to righteousness as the stars, forever and ever, they're going to shine like the stars shine when we look up in the night sky. Forever and ever. Why? Because they loved the Lord Jesus and they shared the Lord Jesus with other people. They wanted other people to be saved. Matthew thirteen forty three. 43, uh, it says, then shall the righteous shine forth. As the son in the kingdom of their father, he who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Amen? Listen, if, if, you've not, if you've not seen it as your duty as a believer to share the gospel that God told you to share, you need to pay attention because God is saying it right there. He that has ears to hear better hear. Listen, the righteous shall shine. Why are they shining? Because they turn many to righteousness as the stars. So these bodies that we're going to have, when they come up out of the ground, they're going to be so much different from what we had here. It says in verse 43, it says it is sown in dishonor, it's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, and it's raised in power. Philippians 3.21, talking about Jesus who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned. Like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Think about that. What a, what a, what a powerful God! I mean, you think about your life. You, I mean, you think about people you know. We struggle. We we our whole life we've struggled with sin. Our whole life we've struggled with with problems and all kinds of uh, of, of difficulties of life. But the Bible says. Christ he's able to subdue all things unto himself, and he's going to change our bodies into a body like His, and we'll never face those things again we'll, this is all the, this is the worst experience you're ever going to have is right down here right now. this is as bad as it's ever going to get for the believer. hallelujah I mean uh, somebody said this is the only hell that a believer will ever know and the only heaven an unbeliever will ever know. think about that Whoo, glory is coming for me and you. Glory is coming for me and you. Praise God. Listen, there may not be much about us that we can brag on down here. Praise God. This old body will be sown in dishonor. Listen, it's going to wear out. It'll start to stink. Amen. It'll start to break down. Things won't work right anymore. And it'll get worse and worse and worse. And, And pretty soon we'll say, it just ain't worth a flip. It ain't doing me no good no more. And so they'll bury us. Because it's sown in dishonor. It didn't work anymore. But praise God, it's raised in glory. It works wonderful, more than we ever could have imagined. It's sown in weakness. It was, again, it was no good. But praise God, it's raised in power like we never knew or experienced before. Colossians 3, 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye shall appear with him in glory. Praise God, we will be with him in glory. And not only with him in glory but our body will be just like the one he has. It, the Bible says it, it is fashioned like unto his glorious body. The Bible says we're made in the image of God now. Amen? But, but the problem is we got this sin nature. Praise God, it'll be removed. And once, once it's removed, his body won't have the limitations that sin puts on it. I don't know what life would have been like for Adam and Eve on this earth had they not sinned. Adam had Adam had power we didn't have, we don't have today do you know that Adam had dominion over the whole earth I believe if Adam wanted fish he walked down the stream and said here fish a fish up his hand I believe he I believe he could he could tell the bear to do whatever make him do tricks he could he had dominion he was in control of everything things are gonna be so much different Amen when 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 we're raised praise God the Bible says verse forty four it's sown a natural body. I mean, these bodies are. These, these are earthly bodies, earthy bodies. It's sown a natural body, but it's raised a spiritual body. There, there is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. Now, those, those two bodies are together right now. Those two bodies are completely together. Your spirit lives inside of your natural body. Amen? You are a triune being. You're three parts. You are body, soul, and spirit. Again, I've said this lots of times, but your body, of course, that's what we see. Your soul, that's how you communicate with other people. That's the part of you that people know. People don't know your people don't know your ears and your hair. They know you. Right? They don't know your eyeballs. They know you. The person inside, your soul. But your spirit, your spirit don't talk to nobody but God. God is the only person your spirit communicates with. Amen? So that part of you that, the, the old part of you that communicated with this world is going to be gone, but the new body is going to be a, God, a body that's going to communicate with God. Face to face. Face to face. I love that song. Face to face with Christ my Savior. Face to face, what will it be? When with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ who died for me. Face to face I shall behold him far beyond the starry sky. Face to face in all his glory. I shall see him by and by again, spiritual body and a natural body. And he says, and so it is written in verse 45, the first Adam, I'm sorry, the man, Adam, was made a living soul, and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. What does that mean? Well, the first man we know, who I mean, God made Adam out of the dust of the ground. That's what he says in Genesis two seven. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. I wish I could have been there and seen that. God was making mud paths. I guess he was making a mud man. God took God. I, I, I mean, I don't. I, I can't picture that. But God, I guess God reached down and, and, and got some mud and, and or dirt. and He started shaping him out and making him like he wanted to. Poke nose holes and. Lay like the mouth, and everything, and the Bible says that God breathed I, can, I again, I can't picture, but God getting down there blowing in some dirt, but that's what the Bible says: God breathed into the nostrils of a dirt man he made, and he became a living soul. I would like to have been there when he sat up and looked around.
1: wouldn't you what am
2: i what am I doing here <laughs> That was the experience when he woke up. He was dirt two seconds ago, and now he's a man. God's pretty miraculous, isn't he? And if God can do that, it ain't no step to think he can change us into his likeness. Amen? So the Bible said the first man was made a living soul. Again, he was—he—he he woke up. God brought him to life. He, he created that soul within him, and he, he had life. Because God is life. He's the giver of life. He's the giver of all life. In the second half of that verse says, That the last Adam, the last Adam, yes, who is the last Adam? That's Jesus. I never heard Jesus called the last Adam. Well, you're fixing to understand that. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Well, what does quickening mean? Quickening means to make alive. You've cut your fingernail. You ever cut it and got it too close down to the skin? and you had to pull that fingernail off of there, cut it down to the what? Quick. Y'all ever heard the movie The Quick and the Dead? What does quick mean? The old timey word means alive. doesn't mean fast. It
1: means alive. I cut it down to where it's alive.
2: They are the alive and the dead, the quick and the dead. So when he said that the second Adam, last Adam, was made a quickening spirit, he made people live. Well, who gives life? The life giver. Who's the life giver? God. Who are we talking about? We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. John five twenty one. for as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them, he brings them to life, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Amen? Whoever believes on the Son has everlasting life, right? He quickens whomever he will. Romans 8, 2, for the law, listen to this, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So there's a law of sin and death. That's why we're all dying because, again, we've, bro- we've all broken God's laws. And because we've all broken God's laws, this, this body of flesh is dying and we'll die. But because we've been redeemed, our soul has been redeemed. Our soul will never die. Our spirit will never die. Christ has made us alive on the inside where the outside is dying. <clears throat> so what law is he talking about? About there, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Romans 3.27 says, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Nothing that I've ever done has given me a reason to brag on me. I've never done anything. I mean,
1: You say, well, surely
2: you preached a message that you could brag on. No, because I couldn't have preached a message at all if God hadn't preached the message through me. It's not me. I'm nothing. I'm just a motor mouth up here. God's the one who gives me something to say. My mama can tell you I could always talk. That was never an issue. I could talk all day long, talk everybody's ears off. But it's having something to say when you're talking that matters and God is the one who does the preaching through me. I'm just the vessel. Amen? But the Bible says here very plainly, the only thing I have to brag about is Jesus. Amen? I have no boasting in in, in the law of works. Amen? I have boasting because of the law of faith. Amen? I am saved by grace through faith. Not by works. Because if it was by anything I've done, I could brag about it and I'd strut all over heaven and say, I got here because I was good. I got here because I was righteous. Man, I did a lot of good works. If anybody deserved being heaven, I deserved being heaven. No. You know, Mayor Bloomberg in New York, that's what he said. If anybody's deserved the right to go to heaven, it's me. He said that. literally said that in the press. was quoted. What an idiot. <clears throat> no. I'm free. Amen. The last Adam made me a quickening spirit. John eight thirty six says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Free from what? Free from sin, amen? Sin, listen, I'm not free from the presence of sin right now, but I'm free from the penalty of sin. Amen? And in Christ Jesus, I can be free from the power of sin. Amen. If my life is submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will give me victory over the power of sin. But someday, he's going to take me out of here, and I'll be free from the presence of sin altogether. Amen. I'm free, though. Praise God. Colossians 3, 4 says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye shall also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. He's made us a quickening spirit and able to stand with him in glory. I want you to look at something real quick. I want you to look at the, we're going to look at the the first Adam and second Adam just for a second. I want you to look at the genealogies of the first Adam and the genealogy of the second Adam. They're listed in the Word of God. Let's see if you can tell the difference. Look at Genesis chapter 5, verse 1, first of all. It won't take but a second to do this. But I think it's it's interesting. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 1. Turn there with me. I'll give you just a second. It shouldn't take long. Six, seven, eight pages in your Bible. All right, let's read there. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called them Adam in the day they were created. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness and image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he begotten Seth were 800 years and he begat sons and daughters. All the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. Seth lived 105 years and begat Enos. Seth lived after he begat Enos 807 years and begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. All right, let's look over at Matthew. Let's look over at the the genealogy of the second Adam and see if you can tell a difference. Matthew chapter 1. Listen to this. The book of the generations of Jesus Christ the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren, and Judas begat Pherez and Zerah of Tamar, and Pherez begat Esram, and Esram begat Aram, and Aram begat Abinadab, and Abinadab begat Nason, and Nason begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz of Rakib, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon, under then under the wife of Uriah. Y'all see something missing there? And he died. You know why? Because there's life in Christ Jesus, and there's no life in Adam. Amen? The Bible's very specific. The Bible don't make mistakes. There's a reason why. Amen? God left that out of there for a reason, to show us that, hey, listen, everybody everybody there that was listed, they believed, they believed on the Messiah. And you know what? When you believe on the Messiah, guess what? You ain't never going to die. Oh, this body may die, but you ain't never going to die. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen. Once Christ once Christ has set you free, that you're free indeed. Amen. The first Adam, he couldn't do a thing for you. But the second one, hallelujah, he can give you a life eternal. There's no mention of death there. Verse 46 and 47. Howbeit that which that was not, I'm sorry, let me read that again. Howbeit that was not first which was spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. First man is of the earth. John 3.31, He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And then it says earthy. Takes me back to Genesis 3.19, where God says, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art. And unto dust thou shalt return. You bet. We're all we're all just dirt. Amen. That's all any of us are. Just like Adam, God made Adam out of the dust of the ground out of dirt. We are just dirt. Amen. We we look all nice and, 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 and pretty and lively, and our skin's got color to it and everything. But I can tell you right now, if your heart stopped beating, within five minutes you'd be as gray as them chairs you're sitting in, and you start looking more like a pile of dirt every day. Amen. God God told us straight up, but but praise God, the second man is the Lord from heaven, John three thirteen, and no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Second Corinthians four four, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Listen, who is the image of God? The second man is the image of God to shine under them. Colossians 1.15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? I read that and I went, huh, firstborn of every... Wait a minute, hold on. And then I, and I got to looking at it. it, it that firstborn, it, it signifies... It, it's not saying that that that, that uh, Christ was created, which if you wrote, wrote, don't pay attention to what you're reading, it might throw you off for a second. But what it's saying, that firstborn you remember the birthright? Jacob and Esau? The firstborn had the birthright. They were the leader. They were the spiritual leader. And that's what it refers to, is Christ. Is, he's, he's, he's the leader over all creation. He's the one with the birthright over all creation. That's what that means. Him being the firstborn, it doesn't mean he was created at all. No, he was there before everything. Amen. Hebrews 1, 2, and 3. It says, Hath in these last days spoken to us by his son? whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he also made the world. He's always been. Who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. That phrase express image is crucial. It means the exact thing. It's kind of like a, sort of a notary stamp, you know. When that notary stamps that stamps that paper, What's on that paper is exactly what's on the staff And that's what it means, the express image. Jesus Christ, Jesus said what? If you've seen me, you've seen the Bible. Amen? So he is the express image of the Father. He's the Lord from heaven. Amen? And, and the Bible says, and upholding all things by the word of his power. Hallelujah. When he himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. But I'm going to tell you something. The Bible tells us that because because we're in these earthly bodies we have we have these earthly we have earthly ways. We have the ways of those whose body we're in. Uh, it says in verse forty eight, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. You know We say so and so takes after their daddy, so and so takes after their mama. What are we saying? They, they have their ways. They remind me of them. And I might say, you know, he really, that that boy he really reminds me of his uncle. You know, he died before he was born, but he got a lot of his ways. You know, that's, people do that. They have, they have say, there's a lot about somebody maybe like their great great grandfather that died way before they was born, but they have some of their ways, and that's it's because we are we it's in our it's in our DNA, it's in our our bodily genes, and and so, so the Bible says such as earthly so. Such are they also that are earthy. We take after our people. And as the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. So just like we, our earthly parents and our earthly grandparents, listen, we're going to be like our heavenly father when we get there. When we come up out of the grave, when his resurrected body is what we're in, it's going to be so much different then. Philippians 3.20, for our conversation, Paul says, that's our way of life. That's how we conduct ourselves. Our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not talking about then. He's talking about now. He's talking about us. Hey, listen, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm of this world, but praise God, I'm. I'm, I'm not staying here. Amen. I'm going somewhere. I. I'm, I was of this world, but I'm not of this world anymore necessarily because I'm in Christ Jesus, and the Bible tells me if I'm in Christ, I'm a new creature. So I'm not what I once was. Hallelujah. And and my destination is not here. It's there. Amen. So I've been changed completely. Praise God. The Bible tells us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen. All things are passed away. You know, we ought not be what we used to be. If our old ways don't please the Lord, those old ways need to go. Those old ways need to change. We need, to, we need to shift more from, from living like earthly people to living like heavenly people. And I know, I've heard people say, well, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Well, I know a lot of people that are so earthly minded, they're no heavenly good. And so I think we need to focus on being more heavenly minded than we are earthly minded. Amen. We need to have the ways of those above instead of these down here. And the Bible says we also have the looks, not only the ways, but the looks. And as we have borne the image of the earthly. I look like my daddy a lot. I do. I have mama's eyes, but I have daddy and a lot of other, all the rest of the places. So I bear the image of the earthy. The Bible says we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. I was talking to Donnie, I guess it was day four yesterday, and we were talking about his mother-in-law passing.
1: And he, we were just
2: talking about, you know, not really being able to get our mind around what it would be like. You know, he's talking about the fact that she's seen Jesus and all that. And I said, yeah. I said, but it's kind of like you see an old caterpillar crawling across the ground. Kind of, I think they're kind of fascinating looking. But, I mean, they're kind of, you don't want it on you. It's just kind of gross feeling, you know. Gooey, gummy caterpillar, But but you know what? That thing will crawl up on a tree somewhere, and it forms that chrysalis around it, that cocoon. And it ain't too long that thing breaks out of it, and there ain't no green grass. I mean, ain't no green worm no more, is it? Suddenly, it's a beautiful butterfly that looks nothing like what went into that cocoon. Completely different. Glorious in its beauty compared to what it was before. And I know God created that thing for a reason. He created that thing to give us this truth. He created that to show us this metamorphosis that's going to take place, amen, when we come out of the grave, when we come out or we change, however it takes place, it's going to be a metamorphosis take place that we never even could conceive of. The Bible tells us that eye have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And I know maybe that ain't necessarily talking about heaven, but it sure applies. The Bible tells us, though, talking about the image of the earthy, and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness. After his own image, he called his name Seth. But, you know, Romans 8:29 says this. It says, for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate, and that word simply means that God had a plan before to make it so. He did predestinate. You predestinate supper every week before you go to the grocery store. y'all know that? Y'all predestinate what y'all going to eat. Y'all figure out what you're going to eat and make a grocery list, and you go buy it. Amen. That ain't, it ain't much different from what God's doing. Amen. God God knows what's going to happen. He's preparing the way for things to take place so it can be what he wants it to be. Amen. So, amen. Listen, to be what? Conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Praise God. Someday we are going to be in the image and the likeness of Jesus. That's what God's telling us there. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 13, 12, the Bible tells us, and we studied this here a while back, it says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Face to face with Christ my Savior. Face to face to see and know. When with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ, who loves me so. Face to face I shall behold him, far beyond the starry sky. Face to face in all his glory I shall see him by and by. And the Bible says, now I know in part. Oh, I I have the word of God and I study about him and and I talk to him and and I sing about him and, and I sing to him. I know in part, and I hear other people talk about how good he is, and I talk about how good he is, and I hear preachers preach about how good he is. I know in part. But someday, folks, someday when this old body that I, that we have around us right now is dissolved and we have one that's more glorious than we could have ever dreamed of, we're going to see him face to face. And like a song I sang earlier, I'll get to look on him and it's different now. It ain't the same as it was before. It ain't through a glass darkly anymore. It ain't vaguely I can make things out. It's high definition, clear as a crystal can be. And I can see him, and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and my heart's well enough, and I just want to bust out squalling and hug him forever and thank him forever and just profusely uh, just just giving him one praise after another. And I want to close with this last verse, 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. You and I right now, if you're saved, you're in here this morning, you're saved, you've been washing the blood of Jesus. You've trusted him and what He did for you on Calvary. you trusted him, he died, was buried and rose from the grave. The Bible says, we now are the sons of God. It's not we're going to be the sons of God. We are now we are all I mean we're, our names are written in heaven. We've got a mansion waiting on us. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself where I am. There you may be also. So, yes, listen, we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. We haven't seen it. We've got clues, but we haven't seen it yet. But we know, this we do know, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him.
1: So as glorious
2: as he is, God's going to give us a glorious body too. So God wants to be, be glorious in heaven. Sure, why not? We're his children. Don't you want your children to? Don't you want your children to look nice? Don't you want your children to enjoy things? Don't you want your children to have a good experience? So does God. Except God can do it so much better than any of us can do it. God can do it on a level we couldn't even dream of. What's the point of this message, preacher? you ought to get excited about heaven. Hear right now, it's better than anything you've seen down here. Amen. And, and 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 you know what? Again, I was talking. I had this conversation, long conversation with Donnie, and a lot of this comes out of that conversation. But but again, I, I, I was telling him, you know, you can't picture what it's going to be like, but don't let that scare you. And, and he was saying, you know. I, I, I worry about I worry about you know what it's going to be like when we get there. I said, don't worry about nothing. There's no reason to, to even have one little bit of concern because God is never going to. And I had I had this conversation with my dad when he's dying. And I'm wrapping things up. I just want to talk to you. I had a conversation with my dad and he was dying, but, and he had a lot of questions about everything. And he said, you know what's it going to be like? We don't know each other. there. was telling my said, Dad, we know each other so much better there. Than we did. Because here, you worry about, you have insecurities and hang-ups and all kinds of, you know, you, you, you really couldn't love me like you wanted to because you couldn't lower your macho low level, low enough to, to be tender like you ought to be You know, you couldn't really express your heart the way you wanted to down here for whatever reason. And, and probably because of, of intimidation and fear, I couldn't express my heart the way I wanted to always to And I told him. I said, but you know what? When we get up there... None that existed, and you'll be able to love me the way you always wanted to, see it. and I'll be able to love you the way I always wanted to. See it. And, and here's, you know, and, and we were talking about the rapture here a while back, and Mom said something to me. She, she kind of tickled me. She said, "She said, I'm afraid I'd be up there a little bit of fire." At you. <laughs> but the great thing is,
1: even if you couldn't find
2: your loved one for for a thousand years up there, let's just say you couldn't. You'll know as you know. So you'll know everybody there just as well as you'll know your loved ones. And you'll i could say, we go we we'll to have somebody talk to their little card. And we'll know everybody about them, they'll know everybody about us, and we'll be able to talk to them on anything. And so the rejoicing <laughs> and the fellowship and the communion in heaven is going to be so great. It's going to be like the greatest <clears throat> fellowship meeting you've ever experienced in your life, except it's going to be on a thousand percent level higher than that. And, and everybody's going to be beautiful. Everybody's going to be wonderful. Everybody's going to be excited. Everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be blessed to be for a joy. Because happiness all oh, that to do with circumstances. Amen. We're going to have a joy, Lord. And we're never, ever, ever going to look back on this and say, Boy, I wish I could have done that one more time. Boy, I wish I could just go back to that one more time. Boy, I miss that. We'll never hear, I miss that in heaven. Let's stand Praise the Lord he's good amen and He he loves us amen, and he provided things for us we can't even fathom yet and so I say all that and i and I emphasize all that because i I know this world can discourage you this world was not meant to encourage you this world is not my home as the psalm says amen, and the nature is angry. so we shouldn't get discouraged by this whole world because again. This is not where we're landing. This is just our passing through. So let's don't be discouraged. Let's keep looking up. Amen. Let's keep looking for you. And let's be looking forward, home. Amen. That's it. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Father, I just ask you please, Lord, bless each one of us as we lay in the past. Lord God, help us to remember that you did everything so we don't have to do anything to trust. And Lord God, I pray that you'll encourage us, Lord, as we get closer to home, to be looking for it. And Lord, to remember that there are others who ought to go there as well. And Lord, may we be mindful of them. And Lord, may we be uh, courageous, Lord, and seek to please you and seek to, to reach them. Father, use us. Make us soul conscious. Make us aware of those around us that need you. And Lord, work in us and through us. We the Christ's glory and for their salvation. Lord, we just thank you. We pray for the need, Lord, the folks here this morning, Lord, they're very in the Lord, we pray for those who are grieving. We pray for those who've got illnesses and all kinds of things. Lord, God, we pray. Lord, we know you're able to do all things. We know nothing's impossible for you. Lord, there are people in this room, Lord, maybe they need to they need to rededicate their life to you. But Lord, they realize how short the time is. There may be some in here that Lord, they, they never stepped out in obedience to be baptized. Lord, they never took a step, Lord, in the direction of walking. In. Lord, I don't know what the need is this morning. Maybe somebody needs to join this morning. I don't know what it is, but you do. But Lord, I pray, Father, you work. You do a work in the lives of your people. Man. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Number 157, Jesus, paid it all. I, I hear. You.
1: My three, my made my three, my three, my three, my three, my And when he would have I stand in him from clean. my face, my shall still be free. Jesus paid it all, all to him my Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Praise
2: God. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for our Savior. Praise God. Sorry I kept you a little long this morning, but amen. It's been good talking about heaven anyway. Amen. I guarantee you, your food, ain't gonna, it ain't burnt. It'll be all right when you get there. So let's 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 go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask.